Watching CNN employees abandon ships like rats they are, I am deep in my bunker in the Blue Ridge Mountains. This is Dean Ludwig. Broadcasting as always with me is... This is Scott Dunlop. I'm reporting from an abandoned missile silo in Lukenbach, Texas. And how are you folks doing today? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so to get... That's a hell of a way to start. Yeah. To get this week started off right, let's do the Wheel of Genders. And so uh, I've got a special one today. I am going to be a vaccination hostile white male. Oh, wait a minute. That's what you are every day. Oh, well, there wasn't much imagination this week. So, <laughs> All right. I am a California gas powered leaf blower. Ooh, you should yes. be outlawed. They are being outlawed Ooh. in California because they're just so... Well, I, I they're so Californian. So progressive is yeah. what you're looking for. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the, the word, word you're looking for. That's the word. They're so progressive. So progressive that during the Super Bowl, they spent millions of dollars to round up the hope homeless uh-huh. and stash them away so nobody could see them. Put them in hotels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. You got you to gotta love being a hotel owner that gets... Uh, whole bunch of homeless put in their hotel yeah yeah that i'm sure that's it's a great thing yeah. well i guess it's a lot like being mayors of cities that receive uh plane loads of illegal aliens throughout the night yeah huh. <laughs> that's yeah. that's something entirely but you know out of sight out of mind exactly and no problem here nothing to see here if you don't see them they don't exist sounds like a distraction oops Sounds like what government does is distracts us yeah. from what's really going on. Absolutely. Not a problem here. It's, it, that's half yeah. their purpose in life is to distract us from what's really happening. So California is still in a state of emergency. Yes. And still has a mask mandate. Yes. And having a Super Bowl. But as soon as the Super Bowl is over, their mask mandate gets lifted. Mm. No, it's, it's already on the books. Really? Yeah. Well, I I watched a little of the news this week, and they were Democratic Republicans, which are severely outnumbered. Oh, yeah. Uh, They were having big uh, conferences about, conference calls about in the mandate, in the Mm -hmm. emergency status. If we're Mm going to have Super Bowl here, why are we bothering with this emergency, state of emergency? And so what all the Republicans did was they had masks printed out with Gavin Newsom not wearing a mask. <laughs> it was the funniest damn thing I've ever seen. Oh, that's awesome. So, and I guess he was standing there with Magic Johnson. I don't know. Some sports ball player. Right. I don't know who it was, but. Well, um, definitely wouldn't be Shaq. He's, no. No. He's no. pro-choice. Yeah, he's pro-choice. My body, my choice, <laughs> that's right? That's it. Yeah, I thought I thought that that was hilarious when I was watching it that they all got the same printed mask. Yeah, that's that's uh 
whoever thought that up needs a raise. Yeah, rules for the. It, it wasn't. It wasn't the the uh, politicians. It was one of their staffers. It's got to be. Yeah, she was just too smart. Rules for thee and not for me. Exactly. That's the Democrat line. Yeah, let's all go to the French. Uh, what was it called? The French kitchen. The French. French bakery. The Just restaurant like that, that. that he had a big party. French table. Yeah, maybe. Something. I don't French know. laundry. That's, that's it. it. The French laundry. The French la- That's where I want to eat. Everybody's got a face diaper on. But there him. <laughs> yeah. Well, Pelosi's awesome. been the same way too, you know. Well, I read um I read an article in Politico. Um not on purpose. <laughs> but no. It said I, I love this. They said uh, Democrats are losing their religion. On universal masking, just not at the White House. Democrat officials around the country are, you know, they're relaxing their mask mandates as as Omicron recedes, and concerns rising about how masking is affecting school children. These oh, now they're that, worried about yeah, it. These two things years that we've, later. we've we've talked about, mm-hmm. um, and many other people, not just us, mm-hmm. have talked about, and it was misinformation or disinformation or malinformation the MDM um, of information. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's something they, they want to look at. Why could that be? Because midterms are coming up. Oh, and most of the midterms uh, start in June. So they need, I mean, uh, the primaries for the midterm start in June. Mm-hmm. So anybody who's running in the primaries needs to get this information out early enough uh, that they can start running their campaign toward the primary so they can get uh, put in position to actually run for the office. Now, are you thinking about running your uh, narrative falling apart back a little bit? My narrative? No, no, about the narrative and COVID and all that stuff will be gone. No, it looks like it's no. happening a little earlier. It is. It is. It's it's running a little quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, I always said March or April, but you had me tie it down to a date, and I like April first because it's April Fool's Day. Mm-hmm. It just works. I'm sticking with it though. I think it's going to happen sooner than even I thought. It's uh, the well, the narrative's crumbling because their base won't buy it anymore, and I think the big problem with this is that they all were the real followers i'm a real follower <laughs> of course they are okay well look at it this way deaths are actually up right now okay um week over week for the last couple of weeks they're up like nine percent mm-hmm. it's, it's like around 2500 deaths per right. day okay of people with covid i'm not gonna say they died of covid we all know that that's bullshit. Yeah. The CDC knows it's bullshit and has said as much. Yep. Nobody reports that, but the CDC has said that. Um, but anyway, deaths are up uh, 9% week over week for the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So if the deaths are up and we're supposed to follow the science and we're dropping mask mandates everywhere, what's the science behind dropping the mask mandate if deaths are up. Because it's theater. (laughs) Yes, yes, that it is. Well, okay, just look at the correlation. Um, There was never any science to put mask mandates into effect because there's no science to back dropping the mask mandate. Mm -hmm. Then there must not have been any science to put the mask mandate into effect. 
I mean, rem- remember when is this came out, it was don't wear a mask. Right. Then it was masks won't do anything, but you can if you want. Mm-hmm. And then the only reason they could use to get people to wear masks was so that you don't touch your face so much. You never hear that anymore. And then the double mask and the triple mask. Don't forget those. Right. Oh, yeah. That was just, you know, people that were doubly uh, submissive. This is a sign of the times. Yeah. It's a meme. And it's a virtue signaling meme. I'm mm-hmm. doing the right thing. I'm the real follower. I'm oh, doing yeah. what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. It's it's the bumper sticker of the age, except you just wear it on your face. Well, um, you know, they're... The CDC. Well, and hold on. And while you're not wearing it, you right. got it under your chin yeah. as a chin diaper. Exactly. And and that way you can virtue signal when you're not having the mask on. Right. It used to be that people got <laughs> upset that somebody was wearing a mask that didn't cover the nose. Mm-hmm. Now you go into stores and different things where the employees are required to wear a mask, but it's not just having their nose uncovered. It's their nose, mouth, mouth, everything. It's the mask is under their chin completely. Mm-hmm. Like a chin strap. Yeah. Uh, Again, this is theater. This is this is something to control you. And exactly. See, it's working. We all hey, got masks on. It's hey, working. Follow the science. Yeah, follow the science. Well, okay. <laughs> the science. Um, if we're supposed to follow the science, who are we supposed to follow? CDC. Right. Apparently. Well, the CDC has said countless times over the last two years that once we reach certain benchmarks, we'll be able to drop the mask mandate. We'll be able to not worry about social distancing. We'll be able to get back to what we were prior to COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, Walensky, the director of the CDC was asked just the other day, okay, so what are these benchmarks? We're seeing States, you know, drop mask mandates, schools drop mask mandates. Places making that voluntary. And she, Walensky said, we don't know what those benchmarks are. We're now studying the data. <laughs> so they've been telling us for two years, if we hit, hit certain benchmarks, we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And now they're saying they don't even have benchmarks. Yeah. So the White House is saying everybody should mask. Uh-huh. CDC is saying, fuck, we don't know. <laughs> and these democratic states, Democrat ruled states are dropping their mask mandates. Um, I got a list of them. What is it? Uh, California, Oregon, Connecticut, Delaware, New Jersey, New York, Illinois, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island. Those are the biggest democratic strongholds in the nation. Mm-hmm. All of them have dropped their mask mandates. Well, it's because New York the- City still has it. But it's it's looking at dropping it. Well, it's because, you know, the the minions have followed the rules. So now we need to reward them by giving them a little freedom back. Oh, give the rat a little bit of cheese. Yeah. Even though, unless you're wearing an N95 mask, it doesn't work. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Give freedom back? Isn't what was that were inalienable rights? Well, hold on, hold on. That's you and I know that. God given, not government given. You and I know that. But the Born Demo- with, the Democrats not earned. The Democrats think that if they play nice, they get their freedoms back. Oh. Because to them, the government took their freedoms away to keep them That's safe. That's right. 
So they chose. That's right. You know, there's this, they chose safety over liberty. Yeah, there, you know, somebody said something about that once. Yep. And then it followed up with something like, "You don't deserve um, even a little bit." <laughs> Either one. Yep. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. Um, you know, it's it's okay. What else? You know, in some of these uh, big name pundits, there's one. His name's Chris Hahn. He's um, does a podcast called The Aggressive Progressive, which yeah. kind of a contradiction in terms, I think. Yeah. Or is an Antifa member, oh. one or the other. <laughs> yeah, I was watching an interview with him uh, on a, a new show that I, I like to watch once in a while on News Nation with uh, On Balance with Leland Vittert. <laughs> Boy, that's a yeah, mouthful. That's a, that's a big old mouthful. But anyway, he said. And I quote, get vaccinated or risk losing your place in society. Then he said, and this is where he chose his words when he was comparing um, people coming, going into the hospital. Mm -hmm. Right. And he thought that unvaccinated people should be relegated to the back of the bus, essentially. You know, if there's a bed open, okay. If, uh, there's two people competing for a bed and you know, the vaccinated person should get it. But what he said was, well, I will say this because the vaccinated person is more likely to die. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) He said the healthy and vaccinated or the unhealthy unvaccinated. What are you doing in the hospital? If you're healthy and vaccinated? Well, not just that he, he made the claim essentially that if you're vaccinated, you're a healthy person. If you're unvaccinated, you're an unhealthy person. Hmm, because I'm non-GMO? Exactly. See, I am a relatively healthy person. Yeah, I am too. I have not needed to go to the doctor outside of a checkup in, God, 15 years, 20 years? Well, knock on wood, I hadn't got this gonocephal herpal AIDS. I mean, yeah. uh, <laughs> COVID-19 <laughs> yet. And there is some... Uh, uh, AIDS in there, by the way, but oh, yeah, just, yeah. uh, just saying <laughs> yeah, the, you mean the HIV rates that are spiking everywhere. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, or the, or the new, um, MRNA vaccine for HIV now. This is, this is a virtue signaling. I'm better than you because I followed the rules and, and I did what da- big daddy government said. And, and this is, this is slaves. These are slaves. These are people who don't think for themselves. They look to the government for everything. Mm -hmm. And okay, you you do that. You live in a you live in a little shit box. Mm -hmm. Don't do anything for yourself. Don't expect Mm -hmm. more from yourself. Cool, cool. And when everything goes wrong, you can blame everybody else other than yourself. Right. And then, well, then you can get the James Carville attitude. I wish they'd do is pass a, a law to make you immune from liability if you punch some ex- unvaccinated person right in the faces, which I'd really like to do. You want to say you asshole? Ask me when, mm-hmm. You know, what's my first reaction to you if you, you're you not vaccinated and, you, and there's, you don't have any medical reason not to be? You're a piece of shit, okay? I'll just punch you right in the goddamn face. That's, that's the way I look at these people. Agreed. If that old man came up to me and said that, I would beat that old man down. Come at me, bro. 
I would come at me, bro. Beat him within an inch of his life. Yeah. And I'd be like, how's that vaccination working for that broken nose, dude? Exactly. Hey, take a swing at me. <laughs> come on. <laughs> come on, old man. Hey, I am not above elder abuse, apparently. Yeah, obviously. Um, well, then again, <laughs> I'm not young. Yeah. So, you know, it's I. OK, I'm unvaccinated. Therefore, I'm a piece of shit and I should be punched in my goddamn face. Well, it's this it's this feeling of of you have to dominate the stupid people. This is what the Democrats well, have always done is mm-hmm. we need to protect the stupid people from themselves. Oh yeah. And and we're the smart people, so we follow the government and whatever the government says right. because we're smart. Yeah. We don't think for ourselves. No. We follow in lockstep because we're robots. Well, I mean, it's the Democrat party since I was a kid has been, um, look, we're smarter than you are. Just listen to what we say and everything will be fine. Mm-hmm. And that's always been them. That's not only, you know, in the in the last decade or so when yeah. the the Democrats went so far left and woke. No, this is, it's always been that way. We know what's good for you. We know what's best for you. Right. So just shut up and take your medicine. We're the government. We're here to help. Yeah. No, thanks. No, thanks. I don't depend on a government. I still think for myself. I still have a brain. Yeah. And I make my own choices. As do I. I believe in in liberty. I believe in the pursuit of happiness. And here again. Not happiness. Disclaimer. (laughs) Yeah. If you've been vaccinated, that's cool. That's your choice. That is your choice, man. Good on you. Mm-hmm. Rock on with your bad self. We're not yes. saying you're bad people. Unlike the other people that are saying we're bad people because we chose to take our chances. Right. But I'm not chicken shit. Well, and, and I know, I know myself, I don't need the government to tell me. And by the way, the government's not a doctor. No, I don't need the government to tell me what I need. And Dr. Fauci has not seen patients in 40 years or more. Well, the uh, the last set of uh, pan or the last pandemic that he did AIDS and uh, <laughs> killed thousands, yeah. thousands yep. of gay men with AZT. Everybody forgets about that one. Yeah. I don't trust that guy to tell me nothing. No, nothing. Absolutely not. And I wasn't really on board with taking an experimental gene therapy that for the last 10 years they couldn't get through the FDA. And might I add, still haven't because there's no approved mRNA treatment. Right. There's only emergency provisions. There, it was, um, Pfizer's was approved for 24 hours and then they pulled the approval. Yeah. So there's still no approved mRNA no. treatments. No. None. Uh-uh. Well, and the reason it was never approved before. Because it killed the hosts. kept <laughs> killing, you know, the, the test subjects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would kill the host because they would have a uh, reaction afterwards that the body would actually just pretty much kill, kill the host. You know, it's kind of the Democrat way. How's that? Uh, parasites always kill the host. Ah. <laughs> uh, Ooh. <laughs> Hello. Windows liked it. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Somebody did. All right. Well, moving on. Nuclear power plants contain dangerous counterfeit parts. What? <laughs> counterfeit parts? Yep. Findings come as countries way turning to nuclear energy 
as alternative alternative to fossil fuels. At least some nuclear power plants in the U.S. contain counterfeit parts that could pose significant risks. An investigation by the Inspector General's Office of Nuclear Regulatory Commission has found those parts present nuclear safety and security concerns that could have serious consequences. While concerns about safety in nuclear have nuclear waste have vexed the nuclear power industry for decades, new findings come amidst growing enthusiasm of nuclear energy as a carbon-free power source that can help nations meet their climate goals. Uh, so. Okay. Let's rewind here. I'm all about nuclear energy. Yeah. So you've got an isotope. Mm-hmm. Some water. Mm-hmm. And a generator. Uh-huh. And the byproduct, as long as you don't blow that core up. Oh, yeah. Is steam. Yes. So you might have some hot water and some fishies uh, growing third eyes, but. Yeah. <laughs> might be bigger fish, more to eat. But. All in all, it's the cleanest source of energy. Yes. And plus, if if we went to the other design of, what was it, fission mm-hmm. instead of fusion? Well, yeah, we do fission. Oh, we do fission. Yeah. Fusion is what fuels the sun. sun. Yes. Yeah. And they've come a long way with that, too. Think, not to the point. There have been testing. I think you're, I think you're oh, backwards. No, I, I think you're backwards. Oh, no. It, um, yeah, we do fusion. Uh, I was thinking cold fusion we don't do because it's been disproven. Well, anyway, yeah. so there were there were two designs originally. Uh, and I don't know the names between the two, but the two designs for reactors and mm-hmm. a admiral in the Navy made the decision for the one that we use currently, which mm-hmm. causes a lot of waste. Mm-hmm. And those are the ones that we started using in submarines and aircraft carriers and yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And... We started using that for nuclear power plants. The other version produced very little waste Mm -hmm. and kept using its own waste. And we could actually use the waste, if I'm correct, that we have now to power these. So if they would just switch the designs, then we could take all this excess waste and we could use it to power the new ones. I could be wrong. Well, as long as it's not counterfeit. Yeah, as long as it's not counterfeit. So, I guess this corporate cost cutting. <laughs> and let's let's remember, folks, nuclear power plants aren't owned by the government. No, they're owned by power companies, which yes. are private entities. Yes. And in some cases, these private entities are considered nonprofit, which is kind of oh, a little shushback to me. Huh. But anyway, uh, these these power companies are corporations, and they're going to go. Th- to that, the corporate word, because I'm in corporate world, mm-hmm. the corporate word is find efficiencies. Oh, okay. So if we can get this part cheaper somewhere else, what are we going to do? We're going to buy that cheaper part. Yeah. And so these quote unquote counterfeit parts are probably out of spec parts that they found somewhere cheaper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of a big deal. It's kind of a big deal when you might have a failure. Yeah. The other part that I kind of want to talk about is the clean energy hippies. Okay. The clean energy hippies have been uh, anti-nuke for forever. Yeah. Forever. Since the advent of nuclear power. Not now. Well, no. But 
Germany just shut down all their nuclear power plants. Yeah. And then the EU came out and said, their uh, energy regulatory agency came out and said, oh, we're sorry. There are two more clean power sources that we'd like to add to the list. Nuclear and natural gas. Yep. Because they are clean power sources. They are. Uh, Well, depends on who you talk to, though, because Mm -hmm. a lot of natural gas comes from fracking. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people think fracking is just horrible and you'll have flames coming out of your water pipes. Oh, yeah, that was a, oh that was a gosh. <laughs> uh, fracking is actually a lot safer than most other methods that we use. Yeah. Well, <laughs> look, the, the thing is, is it's going to be whatever that they define it to be. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's uh, well, it's, it's, it's just like everything else. Follow the science. It's well, going to be what we tell you it is. Nine out of 10 doctors recommend smoking during pregnancy. Yeah. To ease with labor pain. It was, it, I'm telling, I think I talked about this once uh, several episodes ago, but when my wife was pregnant, my ex wife was pregnant with our first son, her mother had the Dr. Spock book, which is like the pregnancy Bible. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, what to expect when you're expecting. I think it's what it's called. She had the one that she had when my ex-wife was born in 1969. And it said, if you're feeling stressed, have a glass of wine and a cigarette while pregnant. Nice. (laughs) Follow the science. Doctors used to smoke in their doctor's offices while, you know, checking you out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid, there was a doctor in our hometown that smoked while he was, while he was examining. Yeah. Had one dangling out of his mouth. Yep. So it says here in this uh, doctor's attitudes and practices regarding smoking cessation during pregnancy. It says that at one time, nine out of 15 doctors suggested smoking during pregnancy to cool. keep stress down for a healthy baby. Wow. Huh. That's awesome. So anyway, the, the Dr. Fauci, one of them. Yeah. And this is from Everett doctors, um, K Everett and O'Donnell Stern. Okay. Published this paper and it talks about, you know, how that is exactly mm-hmm. the opposite, but right. And nine out of 15 doctors felt strongly that smoking during pregnancy needed to be afforded greater priority in antennial services, whatever oh, that means. I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, it's, uh, it's one of those things where the science changes. Mm-hmm. That wasn't science. That was no. the tobacco companies paying off doctors to say something. Right. Just like another situation, which was... Oh, I don't know. The food pyramid. Oh, remember that one? Oh, yeah. Bread being at the top. I remember we had three food groups or something. No, we had M&M's, was, uh, Ho-Ho's. Yeah, and yeah exactly. Pop-Tarts. Let me think. There's uh, milk and dairy, meat, poultry, eggs, uh, grains, vegetables, fruit and vegetables. So we had like four. I think there were four food groups when I was a kid. I was like, you know. 700. Okay. That might be a slight exaggeration. (laughs) 
Let's see. The original food pyramid was. Oh no, this is not it. Yeah, no, no. Uh, well, we didn't have a food pyramid. We had food groups. Okay, so the new food pyramid from 1992 to 2005 mm-hmm. is at the top. Fats, oils, and sweets used sparingly. Okay. Under that, there are two food groups, milk, yogurt, cheese groups. And on the other side, meat, poultry, fish, dry beans. Dry beans? Really? Aren't they, aren't they crunchy? Eggs and nuts group. Nuts? Yeah, you eat the nuts. And then under that, we have the vegetable group and the fruit group. That must be California. And (laughs) at the bottom, we have bread, cereal, rice, pastas. And the reason why I bring this up is when I was a kid, we did have the food pyramid that we had to look at. And they were telling us, uh, you know, bread was at the top, actually, if I remember correctly, which is probably one of the worst things for you with now with gen- genetically modified wheat right the sugar that they put in bread but what happened was the sugar industry paid a bunch of uh scientists mm-hmm. hashtag follow the science oh yeah paid a bunch of scientists to put out a paper to say how meat red meat was horrible for you Clogged yeah. up your arteries, gave yep. you heart disease. Yep. And the thing about it is, is you need those complex fats, mm-hmm. fatty acids to power something on your body. Uh, yeah. What, what is that thing? What, what is it? Um, pinky toe. Uh, no, it's a little higher than that. Kneecap. Uh, no, go all the way to the top. All the way to the top. Shoulder. Your brain. Oh, that thing. <laughs> You haven't been eating meat, have you? Uh-uh. Damn hippie. Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm a meat eater. So you need those fatty acids to power your brain. Yes. But the sugar industry, you know, the, the things that have been found out about sugar is cancer loves sugar. Oh, yeah. Loves mm-hmm. it. Uh, sugary drinks, which I drink sugary drinks now. Don't I'm not I'm not throwing shade, mm-hmm. as the kids say. I'm not throwing shade on soda or juice and, (laughs) and and, you know, juice isn't real good for you either. No. But as soon as you drink that stuff, I mean, it basically puts your liver in shock and your pancreas in shock. Well, yeah, because your body, our bodies are made to, to take sugar in, Mm -hmm. but, um, it's usually done in the form of food, like eating a piece of fruit. Correct. Which has fiber. Right. And it takes time to get into your system takes time to digest etc mm-hmm. whereas you drink a soda um, or a glass of orange juice and that's like instant mega sugar for your system yeah and your body's having to produce a ton of insulin real quick so anyway and i know we've talked about this before but the sugar industry paid the scientists to come out with this report and it and it got on the news and it got in the schools and it was looked at without question. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying all that to say this, the whole trust the science virtue signaling peer reviewed. And, and uh, I, I listened to a podcast not too long ago on peer reviewing and, and they said it was a joke that most stuff doesn't <laughs> get reviewed anyway. 
peer-reviewed studies, uh, and if they have biases, they're going to go along with it anyway. Right. How about evidence-based science? No. Instead of some expert having his really opinion put out there. Right. Well, evidence-based science becomes anecdotal science. Mm-hmm. And that's what they call it. Mm-hmm. That's just anecdotal experience. Right. It's not real. Um, whereas our scientist who's studied this stuff in a lab for the last 30 years, <laughs> no real practical experience, but right. he's been in a lab for 30 years. Uh-huh. He's an academic. Exactly. His opinion means more than what you actually experience in your body. Hmm. Well, and I've, I've had this experience <clears throat> with uh, medical doctors where I'm telling them what's going on mm-hmm. and they're dismissing it. Yeah. And I've had that happen more than once. And I fire doctors. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have fired Absolutely. three doctors and one dentist. Yeah. Because I, I was like, no, 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 no. We're not doing this. Mm-hmm. Just because you have a MD behind your name doesn't mean that you, you're telling me that this is nothing when I know it's something. You know what you call the guy that finishes last in his medical school class? Doctor. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just looked this up. Uh, from 1956 until 1992, there were four basic food groups, milk, meat, fruit and vegetables, and bread and cereals. In 1992, the USDA Food Guide Pyramid came out. And I'm looking at this. And, uh, you know, what What it did was try to express the recommended servings of each food group, which, you know, previous guys didn't do, six to 11 servings of bread, cereal, rice, and pasta. Which cereal is probably the worst Even crap si- you can buy. Well, they're talking about cereal, cereal grains. Oh. But... um. Even at the lowest point, six servings a day of bread, rice, pasta, uh, three to five servings of vegetables, and then fruits, two to four, milk, yogurt, and cheese, two to three, followed by meat, poultry, fish, dry beans, eggs, and nuts, two to three. Good Lord. I mean, I can eat a good a good bit, <laughs> but... Unless these servings are each like one tablespoon of something, um, that's a lot of food. Well, there's there's an important qualification. Servings, when you look at a box of something. Oh, yeah. And it tells you what the calories are per serving. Right. And then it tells you what it defines as a serving. Yeah. So if it's one Pop-Tart and it's so many calories, it may say two servings per Pop-Tart. Right. Oh, yeah. But you only get this many calories per serving. Exactly. <laughs> so they they exactly they play with the numbers. Well, it's like know? those little pints of ice cream, mm-hmm. right? The pints, the little tiny ones. Mm-hmm. That aren't pints. Well, those those are those are pints. The half right. gallons aren't half gallons. Oh, okay. But pints, like the Ben and Jerry's size, right? That's for me. That's a serving of ice cream. Another company I will not do business with. Well, no. I'm just meant, anyway, most people know the size of the container. If you're keeping the list, Ben right. Jerry's is on the Ben Most of people know the si- the si- that size of container mm-hmm. um, because of the Ben and Jerry's. But anyway, um, for me, that's, I consider that one serving. Yeah. If you look at the package, 
It's three servings. What? Yeah. But yeah, I have got an ice cream, except for Bluebell. Bluebell is the only company that still puts out an actual half gallon of ice cream. That's the only ice cream I eat. Well, the other ones, uh, uh, I don't remember exactly when, but a, quite a while back, probably 20 years, it went from half gallon to uh, one and three quarters quarts. Is that like a two by four isn't a two by four? Exactly. <laughs> and then more recently, within the last five years or so, it's went down to one and a half quarts. Mm. And yet the price is still the same. Shrinkflation. Ah. Okay. But anyway, I did want to also mention that the the uh, food pyramid is no longer um, in play. It went to, in 2005, it went to my pyramid, which... It's whatever uh, I wanted to be. <laughs> which replaced the hierarchical levels of food pyramid guide with colorful vertical wedges, often displayed without images of food, creating a more abstract design. Well, uh, it's whatever you want it to be. Yeah, the current guide is called My Plate, which is they should have just called it I Plate. Oh my god, that would be <laughs> awesome! They even have a website, choosemyplate.gov. I'm sorry, I shouldn't even said it. Because I don't like promoting government websites. As if you didn't know this to our viewer or listenership, if you go to a .gov site, they will automatically start tracking you. That's in in the terms and conditions of nearly all government sites. Anything that's .gov, mm-hmm. unless you take proactive measures. What about privacy.gov? you know the irony there is just incredible but you know it's true uh so yeah dietary guidelines have changed tremendously over the last several years but what i have something i've noticed in younger people they're not on average from what i see this is just anecdotal evidence Mm -hmm. from what i see Younger people these days are not as tall. They're not as stocky. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the guys are almost waif-like. Um, I mean, not just you, Scott. Oh, but, <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> yeah, it is good. Um, no, but built for speed, man. Yeah, you know they're they're they are becoming the soy boys that people joke about. They're more effeminate. Short taints. Huh? Short taints. Short, tiny, tiny taints. And if you don't know what we're talking about, you you need to to listen to some shows about, um, what is it, environmental biology? Yeah. Because of the plastics in Mm -hmm. everything, uh, they are determining that the amount of testosterone that younger males will have and how effeminate they will be mm-hmm. is determined by the length of their taint. And they right. noticed over the last 10 years that their uh, perineum, mm-hmm. their taint is mm-hmm. what it's called, are significantly shorter yeah. than in previous generations. And they're noticing a lack of testosterone 
uh, a lack of drive, mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. But go ahead with your soy boy. <laughs> well, I, the, the soy boy thing, um, soy will, uh, especially in larger amounts, will make your body produce more estrogen. Yep. And estrogen is the female hormone. Men have it too. Don't get me wrong. It helps regulate the amount of testosterone. And women have testosterone, which helps regulate the amount of estrogen. But estrogen is the hormone that makes women feminine feminine, and makes soy boys effeminate. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Girly so. guns. Girly guns. <laughs> so yeah, that's all I had on that. I've, I've I've talked enough about food. Since we're talking about food, okay, let's go to Farmer Bill. Farmer Doctor Bill. Farmer Doctor Bill. Bill Gates' new book: How to Prevent Prevent the Next Pandemic. Buy a bunch of test kits from my not yet finished testing facility. Yeah. Uh, well, this is very bright and shiny. Okay. So it's not how I depict old Bill, but technologist, <laughs> business leader, philanthropist, Bill Gates alerted people to the possible pandemic in the future. And now his famous TED talk in 2015. Uh-huh. With the onset of the coronavirus pandemic in 2020, our world has changed a lot. Many people have lost their lives or livelihoods, and in the last two years of the pandemic. Reflecting upon the pandemic and what can be done to make COVID-19 the last pandemic, Bill Gates has penned his new book titled How to Prevent the Next Pandemic, which will be published this year. Uh, Yeah, I'll make sure I don't buy that. I'm not getting on that list. So how can we prevent the next pandemic there, Bill? You can't. (laughs) You can't. You can't do that. And you he was predict- saying he's predicting the next. Stop he- all the biological development of weapons. Well, saying he predicted the next pandemic is like, I predict it's going to rain in the near future. You think so? Well, let's see. Uh, what was it? 1918 pandemic, the mm-hmm. Spanish flu. Yeah. yeah. You know, 100 year pandemic. No, you, you think it's going to rain again? At some point. It's going to rain. Wow. Again. Oh, hold on. Let me look out the window. Oh, look, it's raining. Hey, (laughs) piss on my leg and tell me it's raining. There you Um, go. That's what Bill does. Anyway, the, uh, the, the, oh, good Lord. (sighs) Taking credit for something that's a, a general known thing. Yeah. So there have, okay. I'm going to go back to the Andromeda strain. Okay. Who predicted a pandemic? Uh Uh-huh. That was in the 60s. Uh-huh. So Bill didn't predict predict anything. Uh the Andromeda strain strain did. Movie uh, Outbreak. Outbreak. Yeah. It predicted uh, pretty much just what happened. The Walking Dead. Oh, there we go. <laughs> uh 3 to 5 years. Well, sorry, 2 to 4 years. Yeah. Yeah. But- I you know, I say that I really hope nothing happens. To people. But if it does, we're prepared. Um, anyway, not that we're preppers. We're just prepared. Yes. Prepper, um, preppers are people that are prepared, though. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I don't have multiple bunkers. 
Yeah, I only have one bunker. One. I'm not greedy. Just the one. <laughs> it's not as big as my house. If I open up those silo doors and they can just fall to the bottom. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but uh dinner. <laughs> Bill, that's supposed to be a philanthropist, supposed to be giving his, you know, all of his money away, mm-hmm. you know, thinks that we should have lower birth rates. Uh-huh. And these are my words, not his, but basically kill the useless eaters mm-hmm. that are eating up, eating up time, money, mm-hmm. and talent to create, take care create of Create toilet green. Ba- basically to get rid of the voter base in Florida. But, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so you like green. Yeah, that's another great one. <laughs> um, but anyway, get rid of the useless eaters. For him to say to avoid another pandemic, this is the guy who's rooting for the pandemic. Yes. He's rooting for the people to die, to get rid of the useless eaters. Well, he's building testing facilities. Why would you do that if you didn't want another pandemic? Exactly. Again, like Scott said, there will be another pandemic. Yeah. You know what? Write that down. Mm -hmm. You heard it here first. There will be another pandemic. Are you predicting a pandemic somewhere in the future? Maybe not in the next six months, but sometime in the future, there will be. Well, I guarantee it. Well, and I I think this this does get down to, you know, to mention an, another movie, The Stand. <laughs> yeah. You know, that was even though the pandemic was released by a devil, but it was still oh, yeah. a a uh, man-made virus. Yes. Oh, wait a minute. A year and a half ago, that was misinformation. Yeah. I, six months ago, that six, was misinformation. And you get banned for that and called yeah. a nut conspiracy theory. And now it's a proven fact. Yes. So, yeah, uh, a guy didn't eat the butt out of a pangolin while, while screwing no. a bat. You no. know, that's not what happened here. Nothing to do with wet markets. No. It, no. it escaped out of a lab where yes. there's where they're dicking with the deadly virus to make it even more lethal. Yes. I, I just, you know, I'm at a loss. That gain of function research, what does that mean? It means exactly what it says. Let's gain a new function in this virus. Yes. Let's make it do something really horrible, like bleed out your anus, you know, or something like that. That's, wow. That's gain of you function. You really went there. Yeah, I did. You, wow. <laughs> Okay, Scott. But you know, it's this made me squirm. Yeah, it's it's uh hemorrhagic uh fever. Yeah. You know, where where you're bleeding out your eyes, you're bleeding mm-hmm. out all your orifices. This is what they're trying to do. They're mm-hmm. trying to make the nightmare scenario. Yeah. So we're doing this in a country wouldn't mind taking us over. No, absolutely not. Wouldn't mind us doing it. And I figure in the next 20 years it's gonna happen that they're gonna try. I think Biden has sped up that between COVID and uh, Joe Brandon. I think that timeline has been sped up significantly Mm -hmm. to maybe towards the end of this presidential term. Probably not. They probably want to see who gets elected. If another Democrat or Biden again, I don't think Biden will run again. I really don't. But I don't think if, he can. I don't either. I don't think they can get their hand up his ass far enough I to don't know. make him talk. I don't know. They have those long gloves, you know, used with, with bulls and horses. And I am familiar with this yes. concept. Yes. Um, <laughs> God, <laughs> we do go off the rails, don't we? 
I grew up but on I a think, ranch, I th- man. <laughs> I think if uh, I think if another Democrat is elected, whether it's Biden or or Hillary or anybody, if another Democrat think, is elected, I mean, you really think Camel Toe can't win? Do you really think she can't win? If she shows up, she shows up in a superhero costume and comes out on stage to that. <laughs> I think she's got it nailed. Other than the outside of that, not even. I wonder what she close. sounds like when she flies on her broom. <laughs> leave it up to your imagination what that means. Oh, <laughs> flying commando. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I think if if a Democrat gets elected next time, China will um, attack. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to start uh, in, in in the cyber sphere. I think it's going to be. Uh, oh, I guarantee it. But I think I think it'll be a kinetic war if we have another Democratic president. Okay, let me go down that road because I've thought a lot Do about it. this. So have I. First, it starts off with uh, shutting down any utilities. So. Mm-hmm. They would have to do a coordinated attack against all the power plants. Now we had discussed last time since they're all running, since they're all different companies and they may be running (laughs) counterfeit parts, (laughs) (laughs) you know, the computers that control these, where do you think those were made? Uh, Not here. Not here. Exactly. Not here. Mm -hmm. So it would have to be a coordinated attack where they probe all these power stations. They find out how many are vulnerable and which are in different, which requires different attack vectors, Mm -hmm. which can be done. Mm -hmm. So they get all those together. They find them, find them out, document them, get them all together. Doesn't mean you're going to get them all, but you can get a great, like if they hit Edison out in California and I don't know what New York, I think New York is Edison also. Yeah. Con Ed. Con Ed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, if, if they hit those two and then hit the other big one is, uh, Dominion resources, um, is there, they cover a lot of the country. Uh, Now the one, the one safe space would be Texas mm -hmm. because it it is its own grid. It is its own grid, but it still has to save, not a safe space, but well, you know, you you go for the low hanging fruit where you can cause the most damage Mm -hmm. with the least amount of effort. And that would be the the two main U.S. grids, which is there's one east of the Mississippi, one for west of the Mississippi, and one for Texas. So the two big ones would be the ones, if I was to focus anywhere, it would be one of those two. Mm-hmm. Probably the eastern east one. East coast, yeah. Because, um, you know, the financial center, uh, D.C. And what's California going to do? Throw up their hands and scream. <laughs> Well, they do, that, they, do that, they do that now. Um, That's not fair. Uh, you never know. It might be a. Um, it might be almost empty by then. But mass they probably, they probably put on a mask on. to keep them safe from the power oh. going out. Well, they're used to it actually, with all their brownouts and blackouts and fires and everything else. All right, let's go. go let's, let's go. Let's go a little deeper into this. Yep. yep. So, so what are we talking about? Attacks. Well, we're talking about uh, basically PLCs, which are notoriously vulnerable right notoriously and what what are those do those those are uh control units that all right for example i'm not saying all of them but just one example is you have a valve and it's 
it's PLC controlled, which is a serial connection. Mm-hmm. And it turns the water on or off for the cooling of a nuclear reactor. Right. And you turn it off and it get, and then you say for it to mask that it's on. Mm-hmm. And then you have, what was it? The China syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that movie. Oh boy. But that could mean something else. The China syndrome. Mm-hmm. But uh, so you got the China syndrome where this thing melts down. That's just one example. There are multiple examples because there's PCs hooked up everywhere, controlling various things, remote control. The worst thing that they ever did to PCLs was they connected them to the Internet, connected them to a computer, connected them to an Internet so they could run them remotely. Why? Why? So they didn't have to come in from home? So they can find efficiencies. So they can get one person to do four jobs. Yeah. So they can replace three people and have one person do that. Mm-hmm. So they can find efficiencies. When you turn, now this is a tech show. I'm a tech guy. Mm-hmm. Super gadget boy here. Right. Got lots of stuff. Yep. Got lots of little doodads. Mm-hmm. I do not turn my life over to technology. No. <laughs> I do not. Why? Because I understand technology. And technology usually has to do with people programming that and they're fallible. Yes. Trust me, I know. Which makes the software fallible, which makes the hardware fallible. Not that humans are infallible. There is one constant in software development. Mm -hmm. The software has bugs. Yes. Period. All software everywhere has bugs. Well, no. If it's Dr. Bill, it's undocumented features. Well, Dr. Bill, you know, Microsoft invested um, almost positive it was $100 million in uh, China prior to the Olympics to help boost uh, everything over there. Hmm. Yeah. Speaking of where computers are made, but then again, so did Coca-Cola, Starbucks, uh, Apple, Nike. None of the stuff I use. Yeah. So we have this coordinated attack that goes on to the power grid, Mm -hmm. then communications, and then Mm -hmm. they shut that down. So we're we're walking through the China takeover of the United States. And they've already mapped us out because they have the exchange students. They're going to the universities. Yeah. They learn our infrastructure. Mm -hmm. They work in our labs Mm -hmm. that help develop and steal the technology. Yeah. Because they have to, because dear leader will kill their family. Yes. If they don't. Right. I mean, not that they're coming over here and doing this on purpose, because once they get over here, they're like, I like this a lot better. But they can't because their family will be killed or disappeared by dear leader. Mm -hmm. So they've mapped us out. They have intelligence on us. They have uh, chips. And, and this is actually proven. This is not a conspiracy theory. They have chips in electronics that allow them to access. I don't know if you remember uh, some of the Chinese surveillance cameras mm-hmm. that could a- that were sending feeds back to China. Yep. So they could see what we're doing, see how we act and model our behaviors. Mm-hmm. So they have been playing the long game for the last 20 years to get enough information on us to know how to attack us all at once. And if they hit every point Mm -hmm. at the same time, I mean, think about it now when the power goes off, you go up to the, go up to light switch and you flick it a couple of times and you're like, Oh yeah, (laughs) power's off. And then you go do it again. You're like, Oh yeah, the power's off. Mm -hmm. What do I do now? 
<clears throat> we've got a seminar coming up in a week for the financial industry. It's, it's pretty simple. We have some EMP event, whether it be from the sun mm-hmm. or from a foreign nation and the power's out for a year. What mm-hmm. do you do? Well, nothing. You go home. <laughs> yeah. If you're in, if you're in the financials, you go home. Yeah. There's nothing for you to do. There's nothing to do. I mean, you can go back to paper money. Mm-hmm. There's not enough paper money to go around. No, not even close. What do you do? Well, you go home. This is the difference that we were talking about with PLCs and computers versus human beings. Human mm-hmm. beings can pivot. Mm-hmm. Computers and PLCs can only do what they're designed to do. Yeah. So a human can pivot. <clears throat> so something goes wrong at work and you go, oh, okay, that didn't work. Mm-hmm. Let's try this way. It's the imagination, the human imagination and the drive for survival mm-hmm. that gets you through. Now, I'm not, I don't want to generalize because that's, that's just crappy to do, but mm-hmm. I, will, I will say there, there is a certain amount of the population that rides on rails. Mm-hmm. And what I mean is ride on rails is they only go the directions that they're directed to go. Mm-hmm. And these are the types that follow the government. Well, if I do this, I'm going to get this. Right. And when it doesn't, they break. I mean, they're just broken. Yeah. There's yeah. Like, I don't know what to do. Where there's another America that really beats their own path. Mm-hmm. And they're the ones that are going, well, I went to college, but I don't want to do that. I'm going to go this way and mm-hmm. do this. It's, it's like the young lady um, that has a car show. She's got a degree in psychology, but she's a car mechanic. Mm-hmm. That's that type of spirit. It's like, right. oh, this isn't working out. This is not what I mm-hmm. thought it was. I'm going to go this direction. It's brave and it's liberty. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Being able to decide your own path. Un- unlike the government deciding, you know, here's what you were bred for. Here's what you went to school for. You need to do this for society, mm-hmm. for the greater good. Right. There is no greater good. Mm-hmm. So that's how people are run in China is the same way. Mm-hmm. Authoritarian regime says you will be this, you will go here, you will do this. Right. If you're Uyghur, you'll make Nike's. Nike shoes and Apple phones. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you can only have this many children and you have to live in this place that's provided to you by dear leader. Mm-hmm. And you have to bow down before dear leader. And if you talk bad about dear leader and you don't like the way things are going, we'll have your own people, your own family report you just like they did in Russia right? during the 80s. And it's almost a, almost a requirement that you have a report for dissidents. Mm-hmm. You'll live the way we tell you to live. So, yeah, you can ride on rails and you can make no choices in your life. And you can do exactly what you're told mm-hmm. and, and be a good little boy. Mm-hmm. Or you can go live your own life and choose your own destiny. Mm-hmm. So... The people who ride on rails when this happens, they're, they're screwed. Yeah. They're going to figure out their, I'd say lower angels real quick. The people who beat their own path go, huh, this is kind of unexpected. Let's do something else. Right. What do we need to do to survive? Well, let's, let's get away from here. 
<laughs> let's get away from cities where yeah. the food's going to run out in about three days. And let's, let's go, uh, let's go eat some squirrels and bugs mm-hmm. and let's, let's go. Let's regroup and, and do something. Yeah. yeah. And the, the statistics, because I deal a lot with, uh, department of Homeland security, the statistics are during EMP or some other type of disaster, name your disaster. Mm-hmm. If you can survive 28 days, mm-hmm. 70% of the population will have died. Wow. Now, what does that mean? People who need life saving medications, insulin, things oh, like yeah. that. Yeah. They're gone. Oh yeah. People who need care, the elderly, mm-hmm. they're gone. Everybody else are nine meals away from murder. Mm-hmm. So they'll be killing each other for resources. Right. Why would you do that? I'm a nice guy. But when you're looking at Johnny, your five-year-old little boy, mm-hmm. and he's hungry and he's going, Daddy, I'm hungry. And you look at a guy over there carrying a loaf of bread, you're going to kill that man. Yeah. Or at least you're going to beat him up. Right. <laughs> and he's you're probably. get it one way or another. He's probably going to try to kill you. Yeah. Because he needs to feed his family. Right. So you go through this back and forth. The break society is very fragile, very fragile. And I think we've really learned this through this pandemic, oh, yeah. how fragile it is and how you can turn on. It's really coming into focus. I mean, I've lost friends during this pandemic. Yeah, so have I. And it is just over idealism. And it wasn't me saying you got to be like this. It was them saying you got to be like this. Yeah. I was like, you know me. <laughs> you know I'm not going to go with this. Right. But because I'm not going to go with it, then you're going to be an asshole. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, get in line, buddy. Get in line. You get in line to get on the train to go to the shower. Mm-hmm. I will not. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Well, it's like I said with uh, Chris Hahn, the aggressive progressive. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, you know, get vaccinated or risk your place in society. And that's how they think. Here again, come at me, bro. Yeah. That's how they think, you know, if they they honestly believe they're so much better than we are because simply because they follow the rules. If you because don't obey, the vaccine, you, you won't get your treat you know, like a dog. At, yeah. At first it was get vaccinated so you don't kill grandma mm-hmm. and get vaccinated. My grandma's dead. I don't and, give a shit. And get vaccinated <laughs> because if you get vaccinated, you can't get COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, these are all the lies they were telling us up front. And now none of that stuff's true. Well, and they keep buying whatever lie that that comes yeah, out. Yeah. And go, uh, 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 I'm well, following that, the rules. Exactly. I'm following the well, rules. Well, that's what happens is the government gets proven wrong. And then they come out with a new narrative that's as plausible as the old one. So take that for what it's worth. The new boss and, is the same as the old exactly. boss. Exactly. Um, you know, the king is dead. Long live, long live the king. Mm-hmm. So. You know, the new narrative comes Boy, out. That, that makes so much sense in these days uh-huh. and times. But the new narrative comes out and the followers go, oh, well, okay, see, they explained why they were wrong before, but this will work. Mm-hmm. And then the next time, well, but, but this will work. Mm-hmm. But this is true. But this is it. This is the way I should do it. But yes, this, this is. But, but this, this time, time. But this time. Sounds like a drug addict. It can't happen. <laughs> it won't happen again. But this time, I'm not going to steal your car and go pawn it for Grack. How many times can the government cry wolf 
before you don't go running out there to see if there's a wolf. Well, obviously it can't now because that's why the narrative is falling apart, even with the Democrats. I don't know. I'm telling you, April 1st, we're going to see a new change. I almost said new world order. I don't know <laughs> where that came from, but uh, God, I hope not. It's going to take longer than, than this for that to take place. The Great Reset. Well, now on to tech news. Oh, well, let's do it. Hello, IT. Have you tried turning it off and on again? Now, this is only tech news because of the company. Well, yeah. (laughs) But it it works. Yeah. Amazon says vaccinated warehouse workers can now work unmasked. Unvaccinated workers could still lose their COVID-19 related pay leave. Uh Uh-oh. Theodore. (laughs) Yeah, more and more. Yeah, Amazon warehouse employees who have been vaccinated against COVID-19 no longer need to wear face masks to work. They didn't need to wear them in the first place. Nope. The company is rolling back a mask requirement it last put back into effect (laughs) during Omicron surge in December. Yes. Hold on, let me say that right. Omicron surge. (laughs) Decepticons. Last year, the mask requirement was lifted between May and August Mm -hmm. and during much of November and December until the spread of the Decepticon variant spurred the change. The company has also updated its rules for paid time off. Warehouse employees who have received both doses topped (laughs) off, fully vaccinated with of the coronavirus vaccine by... March 18th are eligible for COVID-19 related pay leave if they contract the virus, while unvaccinated employees will lose their COVID-19 related paid leave. In January, Amazon shortened the requirement for quarantine period for infected workers to five days. Why? Because it was hitting the bottom line Uh instead of seven in keeping with the updated recommendations from the CDC. Well, it was keeping, uh, healthcare workers out of work. So the CDC revised their guidelines uh-huh. to five days. It was 14 days. Then it went to 10 days. Some places were seven. Uh-huh. And now the CDC says five days from it's five days from the, the um, onset of symptoms, mm-hmm. which is odd, <laughs> but that doesn't mean you have to have a negative test to come back to work. Yeah. Just five days period. Well, and I'll tell you this, uh, I was exposed, even though I still haven't gotten it, I was exposed because I rode in a car an hour and a half up and an hour and a half back with a person who was positive and we didn't know it until the next day. Mm -hmm. And I told work and they said, well, you uh, have to work from home for 14 days. (laughs) And I was like, okay, not a problem. All right. So I worked from home for 14 days. Uh, One of my employees got it, got Omicron. And he was home for five days, worked from home, and came back the next week. So here again, Theodore. Of course it is. So they do these things until really it comes down to the bottom line. When it affects the bottom line, you know, I, I know what you're saying about 
healthcare workers, but the companies are taking a cue from that too. And yeah. they're like, they're well, like, yeah. I mean, if they're what they're thinking is if the healthcare workers can get away with five days based on CDC recommendations, mm-hmm. then we can too. Yeah. And if we can get away with five days, then it's not going to hurt our bottom line nearly as much. Right. <laughs> yeah. Amazon's not the only tech company to adjust and readjust its workplace rules during the pandemic. Meta. Meta. Yeah. From the Zoc. Meta face. Yeah. They said in January that it would require the booster vaccine for employees when they return to the office on March 28th. The policy updates the previous guideline from July that required Meta employees just to be vaccinated. So now they are requiring the booster as well. So fully vaccinated or Boost. topped up or however you want to look at it. You know, they're requiring, you know, Amazon um, said that, you know, it's pushing for incentives for the vaccinations instead of mandates. So their incentives are if you don't get the man, the vaccination, then you're not going to get paid to have off when you get sick. That's not incentive. That's Blackmail. Blackmail, yes. That is blackmail. That's not incentives. That's just like when uh, Biden came out and said that when the mandates started and all these people were getting vaccinated, that his mandates were incentivizing people to get vaccinated. No, there were a lot of people who were living paycheck to paycheck that could not afford to lose their jobs. Mm. Because if you got fired over lack of vaccination, you were not going to get unemployment. Nice. You know, that's the way this started until all this stuff got overturned. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a lot of people, um, and I'm sure some of our listeners, if you lost your job tomorrow, would you be okay for the next couple of months with nothing coming in? Well, I think I would. Well, not everybody though. Yeah, but see, I'm a disaster artist. I love a good disaster. You're a disaster. Yes, I am. Well, after having I'm a, a chaos architect. Yes, after having a previous career as living as a uh, living disaster, uh-huh. I've learned a few things. Yeah, put a little money back, put a little food back, put a little water back, mm-hmm. and we talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Uh, be prepared for the unknown. Yeah, and how can you know the unknown? Well, you can't, but you can edge your bets. Mm-hmm. And so you know when we have. Snowmageddon, mm-hmm. and we can't get water and we mm-hmm. can't get power. Well, there's generators. There's keeping ten gallons of water, which right. which the government says you should keep anyway. Yeah, and so for you rule followers, and a couple you do that a couple of days worth of food. Uh huh. Keep it in there. Keep you some uh, oodles and noodles in there. Keep yeah. you some ramen. Uh, get you some cans of beans. There you Something go. that is going to give you. 1,200 calories, which is what's required for each person on a daily basis. It's it's a minimum, but mm-hmm. it's required. Mm-hmm. Uh, three packs of Pop-Tarts will do it. That's 1,200 calories. Yeah. You order a box, order a case of MREs. Mm. They're not, they're not that, I mean, trust me, they're a lot better than they used to be. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I ate I, one of those camping, man. <laughs> yeah. I ate the first versions of them back in the 80s. Yeah, they were awful with a powdered chocolate bar, (laughs) (laughs) but they're like 2000 calories and they're designed to keep you going, Uh, you know, the right 
uh, caloric intake of, you know, proteins and carbs and fats and so forth Mm -hmm. to keep you going. So it's not, and you don't, so you don't have to eat a lot, eat one of those a day and you'll be fine. Yeah. Well, speaking of Amazon. Yes. AWS. Oh boy. And for those who don't know what AWS or think it's a separate company, it's Amazon Uh, web services. Yes. Data breach exposes booking details of 19 million customers. Um, now forgive me if I'm wrong, but I think we've talked about cloud services before. (gasps) Just a little bit. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Well, and that's, this is my cheap shot. (laughs) (laughs) Go for it. Okay. Uh, misconfigured AWS S3 bucket belongs to appointment scheduler. Flex Booker. So this is an online appointment keeper that has 19 million customers. Now that's a uh, lot. That's a lot of customers. That's a lot. Just think if you're paying 10 bucks a month over 19 million. Oof. That's a lot of money. That's a good chunk of change. So massive data breach has been uncovered, totaling in excess of 172 gigabytes of data and affecting an estimated 19 million people. Victims are primarily customers of the online appointment company, Flex Bookers. 172 gig of data? That's not that much. That's that's a lot when you're talking about a flat file. Okay. Yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, for a flat file, yeah. Yeah. The breach we discovered in January 2022 is a second Flex Bookers Web Amazon Services cloud infrastructure breached. Oops. Suffered in two months. On December 23rd, 2001, hackers Ooh. performed a successful DDoS on the company's AWS servers, causing widespread outages of its network and allowing hackers to steal data from 3.7 million users, including considerable personally identifiable information, PII. Oops. Mm, yeah. IDs, hash passwords, and partial credit card numbers. Well, at least that they had the foresight to only keep the partial credit card, which yeah, they is probably usually the last four, last four digits. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and a lot of companies do this in, in databases. They, they mask it or encrypt just the credit card data. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Unless you have information from another breach and you can match up, match them up from another one. But anyway, <laughs> well, actually by law, they can't keep the, um, they can't store the total card number. Yeah. Unencrypted. Right. Unencrypted. They can't. Flexbooker is also a provider of online scheduling software for websites and online businesses to accept appointments for meetings, classes, and other activities, both online and in person. Software automates syncing calendars, changing or canceling appointments, and processing payments. Now, one of the things that it does say here, and all right, everybody who listens to this knows I am not a fan of cloud. <laughs> it's the difference between buying a house and renting an apartment. If you're a millennial, of course, you're going to rent the apartment. <laughs> but, yeah. But if you will own nothing and be happier. Yes. But if you're a Gen Xer, you're going to own all your stuff. <laughs> and I like owning my stuff. Yeah. I don't like renting my stuff. No. It's like people lease cars. I never understood that. No. It just doesn't make any sense to me. But anyway, I digress. But the part here that, that's kind of interesting to me is where it says a misconfigured S3 bucket. Now, S, mm-hmm. S3 is flexible network mm-hmm. that you, if I'm in, and you're more of a cloud guy than I am, but mm-hmm. 
that it automatically allocates and expands is uh, what they call it? elastic. Right, right. It's more elastic, so it gives the resources as needed mm-hmm. based on how hard it's getting hit. Right. And then that way you kind of save money because you're not paying for the processing power mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. So it ramps it up as needed. And most of that stuff you have to configure yourself. Yes. So they may have misconfigured that. Sounds like it. The company, I mean, yeah. Flex scheduler or right. whatever it is. Uh, flex booker. That's right. <laughs> it doesn't say who misconfigured it. But it does say that it was misconfigured. And the guy that was just fired. True. <laughs> True. Well, and here's the difference. If if you gave me an AWS instance right now mm-hmm. and and I have an on-prem instance, mm-hmm. after working with that on-prem instance, I know where the firewalls are, I know where they're configured, I know where the security appliances are, mm-hmm. I know where the DIA is coming from. Mm-hmm. I know who the DIA provider is, mm-hmm. direct internet access for those who don't know what a DIA is. <clears throat> and I know I've got DDoS configured through that vendor mm-hmm. and they take care of the DDoS stuff. Right. Right. I know all that stuff. Right. Unlike AWS, my firewalls are physical. They're not software mm-hmm. and they don't share passwords. Right. I use the, well, everything we've got is implicit deny. So anything that hits the firewall is denied anyway, mm-hmm. because we're not a cloud service. We're a private on-prem infrastructure. Right. So there's no reason other than VPN, anyone to come in period. Mm -hmm. We don't host applications. We don't host web applications. Mm -hmm. Uh, Our website is done through Rackspace Mm -hmm. and we let them handle that, but we have DDoS protection there. Mm -hmm. We have a company that is a credible web company that does it for corporations. They do it and they make it secure our online banking is handled through a third party service that they handle all that stuff. They're the experts in that. I'm not, Mm -hmm. I'm not Mm -hmm. an expert in online banking, right? But my infrastructure, I am. And so that infrastructure is locked down tight. Mm -hmm. You take me over to AWS and you tell me to put all that in AWS. (laughs) I am lost. Yeah. For one, I can't work within the network period. (laughs) Now people are going to say, well, you VPN and blah, 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 basically, no, that's virtual mm-hmm. private networking. That's not private networking. Right. If I'm inside the network, I can do everything that I need to do. And if I need to shut off all outside access, I can still work from within that private network. Mm-hmm. Not so with cloud. So let's take this for example. How would I look at this disaster? Well, the first thing I would do if I were in a private cloud, which is just an on-prem, the difference between public cloud and private cloud, you can get into debates about that, but my on-prem systems, I can shut it down if there's this problem. Right. If I'm in an AWS instance, I cannot shut down outside access because then I can't get into it. Yep. I'm stuck like Chuck. Well, if I'm trying to figure out where everything went wrong and where the misconfiguration is, I'm still letting people in. Now I can shut down the databases, shut down the servers, right? have everything dead on the outside, but you got to have a plan for that. Yeah. 
And it doesn't sound like they had one. Well, it sounds like somebody set it up and never, never thought that, you know, nobody's going to break into this, even though it happened a month ago. Well, and let me tell you how those decisions get made. <laughs> Being in that industry. Uh, I've been in those meetings. Oh, that's cost. What's the chances of that? That costs too much. Let's yeah. not do that. Well, it can't happen again. And one of the things that I disagree with, with uh, the CISSP, which I'm taking now, one of the things that I disagree with is doing a cost analysis based on how many incidents you'll have during the year versus what it costs for the implementation of the mitigation. Yeah, I don't like that that cost analysis. So they did all. that. And let me tell you, they probably did that cost yeah, analysis. And I'm they sure. said that this security appliance, this process is going to cost us more than any attack. And they were wrong. Yeah. Because here's here's the part you can never recover from. Reputational risk. Yeah. You can never recover from that. Consumer confidence. How people view you is very important when they want to spend their money or host your data. Yes. Case well, it's point. more it's more important to me um, the fa- how secure you can keep my data mm-hmm. versus how much I'm spending a month on you know to pay you guys. Yeah. Well, case in point, I always bring these guys up because they're always the prime example. They're always the target. Mm-hmm. Cause their name is target. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So let's, let's go back in the archives. Uh, the people to, that don't give a shit to nine years ago, mm-hmm. 2013 target had a massive PII and PCI. Mm-hmm. So personal identifiable, identifiable information and uh, credit card information. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's the PCI. They breached millions of records. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Millions. Yes. Because they did not put in, it was kind of funny how it did, uh, they had a vendor site and that vendor site, the uh, AC controls, they could manage it through the vendor site. Mm-hmm. They got in there and then they worked their way to the point of sales and basically put rats on the point of sales, which that information just kept feeding out. Nobody noticed all the... <laughs> exfiltrating data that right. was going out of there. What ha- What was their uh, punitive punishment for that? Did they even get a slap on the wrist? Not a damn thing. Yep. Nothing. All because they wanted to be able to control thermostats at all their target locations from a central place. Mm-hmm. So, one, they did not have the appropriate technology in place they did not have the appropriate expertise in place and like any other corporation they were looking for efficiencies Mm -hmm. and this is why i don't shop at target i will not give them my business because they don't care about my data they didn't even apologize they just kept right on rolling yep and with their little dog with the red eye on their commercials (laughs) nothing nothing Next, we have another one about the same time. Mm-hmm. Sony Industries, primarily their media division, mm-hmm. where the boogeyman of the time was North Korea, and they said North Korea hacked in there, which was crap. Yep. They were just trying to make a boogeyman out of yeah. North Korea. And they it said, was an it, easy scapegoat. Yeah. And they said it, look, man. 
North Korea ain't that bright. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No. They're not that bright. The the, the bright North Koreans have uh, escaped. Exactly. Uh, yeah, a bunch of stuff was leaked and released and, and things like that. Well, why did that happen? That happened because they look at their technology as no, their, their technology staff. Mm-hmm. So, so like a level three tech, right. somebody who's fairly knowledgeable uh-huh. in servers and infrastructure, they look at them lower than secretaries. Yes. And that's just the way Japanese do stuff. Right. Cause they're a cost center. Mm-hmm. Yep. They, they provide no income. Mm-hmm. Sony doesn't get a dollar of mine either. No. Uh, just because they treat their people like crap mm-hmm. and they don't care about your information or anybody else's. I think it's hilarious when emails get leaked. I love it <laughs> because me personally, yes, I know that email is not safe. No, you can intercept anybody's email. Yeah. I can intercept your email. I can intercept yours. And it's not even a crime. No, it's not even a crime. Nope. And people don't realize this and they think they're safe. Email is probably the most insecure thing that you, you're more secure sending a fax than you are an email. <laughs> yeah, true. The only secure email is an encrypted email. Yes. And that's the only, and that's even with second factor authentication. Mm-hmm. That is the only secure way you can send an email. Other than that, it's man, you're, you might as well be throwing it out the window and hoping it gets there. Yeah. Type it out, fold it up in a paper airplane and, and let her go. Yeah. Let her rip, tater chip. Uh, so <laughs> anyway, back to the cloud discussion. People don't realize, now look, cloud is is an awesome idea mm-hmm. for a startup. If, if you and I decided we were going to do a little co- online company uh-huh. and we didn't want to build out an infrastructure or we didn't have the money for it. Yeah. And we didn't know if this thing was going to work anyway. Yeah, infrastructures are expensive. Yes. Especially redundant infrastructure. Yes. So, yeah, we'd spin up one server in the cloud, mm-hmm. put our little web gadgets on it, mm-hmm. whether it be a web page or sales page or whatever it is, right. put it up there, and then we start making our money. Mm-hmm. And then we started putting in our own infrastructure yeah. and moving it off of the cloud. Yep. Because that's something you'll, yeah, I understand there are people out there wanting to, break the screen right now going it doesn't work like that well yeah it does yeah you've been sold into the marketing and the marketing mm-hmm. is well you don't have to replace hardware you don't have to build out your own infrastructure <laughs> yeah but you keep paying it forever yes yes so you know do it yourself or have somebody else do it but if you're a big corporation you need to be doing it yourself mm-hmm. because you one you have the resources and money to do so Two, there's too much to lose. If you and yeah. I just started a business right now and somebody breached it, we wouldn't be losing a whole lot. No. The only place that I see cloud being a benefit is in uh, content delivery. Yes. Or a, C- a CDN, content delivery network. So, like, say we started a social network. Mm-hmm. Um, we would allow the images, videos, things that are larger to be stored in a content delivery network, which is essentially a cloud, but it's a, a multiple array of computers all over the world. Yes, yeah, multi-homed in different right. regions. So, so, you know, your the pictures and videos and things like that would be stored on all of them, replicated everywhere. That way, 
no matter where you are mm-hmm. and you log into this social network, you'll be able to get that stuff quickly. And Netflix really pioneered that. Yeah. To, yeah, to, to where it really, is now. Yeah. They really did. Um, but you know, that would, that's to me, that's the only good logical use of a cloud-based system mm-hmm. outside of small independent businesses, you know, little mom and pop shop kind of things, you know, that can't afford their own data center. Um, even then you gotta be really careful what you store out there. Well, I, I'm sure that you gotta have a professional that knows what they're doing. Yes. That's exactly where I was going. I'm sure that there are AWS engineers out there who are really good, mm-hmm. who are, who are uh, superstars in their industry so that they can, they can nail this stuff down to where nobody's getting in. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the thing about my infrastructure. The, you know, my, my claim to fame is nobody gets in. Yeah. Nobody gets in. And I nail that down and I've got multiple layers. I mean, we don't, we don't buy one antivirus, right? We buy two. Yeah. We don't have one firewall on our perimeter. Mm-hmm. We have two. Mm-hmm. And they're also redundant. So you could say we got four per line, right. but anyway, so if one kicks over, nothing fails open. Mm-hmm. It, it always switches to this, you know, it's master slave. Mm-hmm. Oh, I said it. Ooh, you can't say that anymore. <laughs> Primary, secondary. No, master slave. Cause no, that's what we've been slave. saying forever. Um, they're in master slave configurations with a heartbeat. So if one dies, then it kicks over to the other one mm-hmm. instantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And traffic keeps flowing. There are so many redundant systems, and that is the only way you can provide security is you have to have an onion mentality mm-hmm. that you have multiple layers of security. You have multiple vendors. Mm-hmm. And when I say that we have two firewalls, two separate vendors. Yeah. Well, yeah, you would have to. That way they're not susceptible to the same attack. Right. The same thing with antivirus, with uh, whitelisting. Yes, I said it, whitelisting. <laughs> with whitelisting yes, applications. Yeah. Um, also, you know, patching is important. I mean, we could we could go on and on and on. This is a full-time job, really. Mm-hmm. But if you don't put, if you're, if you're a technology company and you don't put the technology first, well, all right. So let's, let's break that one down. So what are we going to do? We're going to get investors. We're going to keep those investors happy. How do we keep those investors happy? Find efficiencies, keep costs low. Yep. How do we keep costs low? We hire cheaper people. Mm -hmm. What do we get with cheaper people? Less experienced people. You get what you pay for. Exactly. So it breaks down all the way down the line. And I've, I've been on a big push probably for the last 10 years to try to disappear off the internet. Try. I know I can't. Uh, yeah. Internet is forever. Right. But I've been winding down as much online activity, trying to get out of it or trying to not create any new digital footprints mm-hmm. By being on subscription services or mailing mm-hmm. lists and stuff like that. Cause this is where people don't realize, well, you, you got those idiots that say, well, if you're not doing anything wrong, what are you worried about? Well, <laughs> there's plenty <laughs> to worry about folks. Put a camera in your bathroom, <laughs> put a camera in the bathroom. You're not doing anything wrong. You might as well, sh- you're doing what's natural, but do you want the whole world to see it? Yep. Well, with these breaches, that's where the whole world gets to see it. 
That's where all these emails get leaked. Mm -hmm. That's where dick pics. Look, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I have never taken a picture of myself naked. Nobody would want to see that anyway. (laughs) No, but there are no naked pictures out there. I don't want to see me naked. What is it with these people taking naked pictures? Then they store them on the most secure iCloud. Oh yeah. And all these stars, you know, get their dick pics and naked uh, pics leaked and, and them doing nasty, nasty things. Anthony Weiner. Yeah. Showing his Weiner. Well, there's, there's lots of, you know, there were a lot or of stars out there too. Uh, Tubin. Tu- well, yeah. Tubin. Doing his own tube sake boogie. But you know, there's a, uh, and then, and then, these stars have the audacity to say, well, it's pretty disgraceful that you're looking at them. It's like, no, it's pretty disgraceful that you took them. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I, I digress. But yeah, a little. There is so much evidence why, you know, little stuff on the cloud is fine, but but do you want to put your crown jewels on there? Yeah. You know, what is the core business? Well, these people, their core business, contact. Yeah. And they put that in the cloud mm-hmm. that they had no control over. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, there's a little bit of control. You're on rails like the but, government. But if, I save, but if I save myself to the cloud, I can access it anywhere. If you have your own data center, you can access it anywhere too. Oh yeah. There's that. There's that. I mean, there's not even that. I mean, there's hosted data centers. Mm-hmm. Co-locations are hosted in co mm-hmm. in um, hosted data centers where you buy rent a rack and you put your equipment in yes. there and they give you a line and mm-hmm. power and that's it. Yeah. And then from there, you manage it. You manage the whole thing. You don't, you don't need AWS mm-hmm. to do it. It's this thing, this mentality of you rent everything and somehow you turn out better. I don't it get it. The great reset. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you'll have drones flying. AWS will own everything and you'll be happier. Yeah. Welcome to Costco. I love you. Even though, yeah, even (laughs) though I, (laughs) (laughs) even though, you know, I mentioned um, CDN as being a viable use of a cloud, Mm -hmm. uh, I still wouldn't use AWS just because it's Amazon. Well, I definitely wouldn't use uh, Azure because oh, they, hell no. they build Windows boxes on top of Windows boxes, which is always a bad idea. Oh, God. If you're going to have a successful virtualization platform, you have to build Windows on Linux. Yes. Every time. Anyway, well, anyway. that's enough of that. All right. Well, um, you've been on the internet for a while. You've done some chatting in the old days. Oh, BBSs and BBSs IRC. and IRC and, and then chat rooms and message boards mm-hmm. and forums and, you know, as, as it went on. And there is a class of internet user called a troll. Really? This, this is a foreign term to me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Uh, most of us know what trolling is mm-hmm. and those people have a lot of fun doing it Yeah, and they get rather vulgar mm-hmm. and they do everything they can to, re- to remain anonymous. You mean somebody who can remain anonymous would actually say something hurtful that they couldn't get caught for and they would take advantage of that? Even if they didn't mean it. <laughs> Just to, I can't just imagine, to get a reaction. I can't anyway. imagine something like that ever happening on the internet. Huh. 
sarcasm oh, boiling God. over. God. Um, anyway, a vast majority of trolls are gamers. Would you agree? You think? <laughs> yeah. Well, the biggest streaming service for gamers is called Twitch. I've heard of this service. Twitch has a new policy update. It bans sex and hard drugs from users' names. Okay. Meaning that you can't have users name usernames that would be Big Boy 420. Big Boy 420. <laughs> uh Hot Rod 69. Uh, you know, usernames that a lot of trolls would like to use. Heat seeking a, moisture missile. That's the one. <laughs> You know, uh, a lot of a lot of gamers, a lot of trolls, a lot of people like that. These, this is their bread and butter. Yeah. You know, these type of names. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twitch has decided to ban them because uh, you know they have explicit references to sex and hard drugs. I'm sure and, none of that stuff mm, ever flows over the internet. Ever. As according to a blog post on the Amazon-owned platform, Amazon owns Twitch. Mm. Usernames really matter. But on let's Twitch. let's say this. Amazon bought Twitch. Well, yeah. They didn't create it. No. Uh, Amazon didn't really create much. No. Other than selling used books out of Bezos's parents' garage. Mm-hmm. Literally. Yep. That's how it started. So, you know. Hey, well, he had, you know an what, eye, he had an eye for it. <laughs> uh, no, don't get me wrong. That's the American dream. Mm-hmm. Right there. He did it. But, uh, yeah, usernames really matter on Twitch. And Twitch believes that usernames must be held to a universal and higher standard than other places people express themselves, such as chat. Well, you know, clean names matter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, how stupid is this? And to deny that makes you racist. It's violence. Words are violence. Words are violence. Oh, no, silence is violence. Hold violence. on, I'm getting confused here. <laughs> Which is it? You be the silent violent? It's it's whatever I want it to be at that moment. It's uh, follow the science. Follow the science. Follow the science. Science is violence. Uh, oh, alcohol, tobacco, and marijuana are excluded from that list. Um, Twitch will remove reported usernames. Hold on, hold on. You just said alcohol. Tobacco. Tobacco. And marijuana. And marijuana are. So I could do Big Boy 420. You could do Big Boy 420. I just couldn't do Big Dick 420. You couldn't do, yeah. <laughs> big Boy with a Big Dick 420. Okay. Um, I just need uh, to be clear yeah. on this. Not that I've ever been on Twitch, but. No, anyway. neither have I. Because I'm a, I'm a Gen Xer. Well, after the deadline, which is March 1st, uh, the company says it will suspend users if their usernames are hateful, harassing, violent, or typically representative of malicious behavior. You know, one of the most common names I would see back in the early 90s? Uh, Crushing Puss 69? Or <laughs> or uh, Satan's favorite demon 666. You know, those were those were really popular names, things yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Antichrist, you know. But you can still do that. Yeah. Now they're saying what you can call yourself. You know, they're, granted, there are some words that should not be used. There are some names that should not be named. Yeah. But for the most part, um, I don't see 
a reason to exclude probably 99% of all usernames that somebody could come up with. What if you use elite speak? Use what? Elite speak. Elite use one, speak? use ones instead of I's oh. and use fours instead of A's. I'm sure they got an algo that, that will go through and, and check all that. That's why we used to get away from filters, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> on chat rooms. Well, Twitch says it re- it's uh, removed many reported offensive usernames under its current policy, but we believe establishing a stronger standard is needed to cultivate a diverse, inclusive global community on Twitch. Better nerf up the internet because all the soy boys are coming. And that's what it all comes down to is cultivating a diverse, inclusive global community so we got to go with the least common denominator Mm -hmm. so the most socialist country that doesn't allow anything like that go by their standards Mm -hmm. so we can be more inclusive and global okay back to amazon's one world here we go um this is a layer seven problem all right here again google and aws are not the internet (laughs) no so you and I, IRC still works, still works. As a matter of fact, you get this, yeah. you get this podcast on a feed. Right. It still works. It's still out there. It's yes. not going anywhere. Right. Still use IRC. You can still spin up your own chat room with very little effort. Yep. Yeah. I mean, this is a service here. I mean, it's like Facebook. It's, it's a service that somebody's providing for free mm-hmm. that they're getting the algos off of. Mm-hmm. They're getting the information off of it. Selling that information to mm-hmm. other people. I don't know where these people, that's, that's the one thing I've never understood about uh, all these people crying about censorship on Facebook. It's like, I'm not on it and I'm, yeah. I'm just fine. I am so much happier since I stopped uh, looking at Facebook. If you don't like it's the stuff, it's been years. It's been years. Here's the thing: if you don't like the stuff that's being said on it, mm-hmm. and you don't like the way that they're doing things, don't go on it. I I don't understand where the disconnect is here. I, I don't either. Well, we can't do what the other people are doing. Okay. If there's a TV show on, and you don't like that show, do change, they, ha- yeah, do the they have to change the TV show to suit you? No, just no. go watch another change show. Change the channel. Well, and that's the thing about the internet. The internet's an awfully big place. It really is. And if you don't like what's going on, go somewhere else. And if you want the same thing, but you want to run it the way you want to run it, then you create it. Yeah. I mean, what happened to people's entrepreneurial spirit? Facebook is the only place? No. As a matter of fact, they're losing a lot of users anyway. Yeah. I saw a report. Yep. They're finally coming down off their mountaintop. Yeah, and I think that's why I think that's why Meta. Meta. Yeah, yeah, I think that's why Meta was created because they saw the the axe coming. Saw the writing on the wall. Remember yep. that little thing, MySpace, <laughs> <laughs> or Prodigy, or mm. AOL. Remember those? Does anybody remember CompuServe? I do. I was I was on it, <laughs> and I was on Prodigy, the one yeah prior to that. But and I was on BBSs before that. Uh, the technology changes and they're all fads. Mm-hmm. All of them are yeah. fads. Yeah. All these social media sites are fads. 15 years from now, everything you see on the internet right now mm-hmm. will be gone. Yeah. It'll all be replaced by completely different things. 
Yeah. And not different things doing the same thing, different things doing other things. Yeah. It will be the way you access the web will be different. They'll probably start zoning the internet. It's probably what will happen. I mean, they've already yeah. tried with yeah. WW2, WW3. Right. right. They, they've already tried this web 3.0. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They've already tried this, but I think, I think that it was too early, yeah. but I think it's the, the environment's becoming uh prime for this type of zoning to say children under mm-hmm. 15 can only go to WW1 or right. go and then and then uh, everybody else can go to WW2 of course you know there's there's going to be no full foolproof way of no. keeping people out of stuff no people are going to get in there they're going to spoof they're going to do whatever well make it illegal for anybody under 21 to drink yeah or uh we should outlaw heroin so yeah. people don't die of heroin mm-hmm. overdoses. Hmm. Yeah. Well, yep, there's that. <laughs> well, that went down a somber rabbit hole. Well, um, what else you got? Well, let's see here. Oh, here we go. My favorite company outside of Facebook. Okay. Outside of them. AWS. Outside of them. Microsoft. One more. Target. Let's go. Come on. Uh, Walmart. The biggest abusers of Uyghurs around, and probably, I think they're the largest company in the world. Nike or Apple? Apple. Oh, okay. Well, you know, we've talked about their air tags. Oh, that's right. We're in the tech section. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot where I was. <laughs> You're in it, miss a silo in well, Texas. Yeah. I'm, I'm Are pa- you actually sitting on the missile? Well, there's still some background radiation. radiation. Yeah. Yeah. There's still All some right. left over. I think, uh, okay. I think they dropped a couple of rods here and there. Well, Apple says it will make unknown air tags alert you sooner. So, you know, the whole story we've talked about a few times where people are putting air tags in someone's car or in someone's purse or whatever, using it for either going to rob them later or stalking or, I mean, think about it. Apple made something the size of a quarter mm-hmm. that is a geo tracker. Mm-hmm. Think of all the uses you can use with that. Well, we've you discussed know? this before because I used to use the track R. Right. They used to use those and, and they had a competitor tile. Mm-hmm. So as usual, Apple's late to it, but promotes it better. Yeah. Well, and I've said this, God, for decades, Apple's biggest uh, achievement is marketing. Marketing, yes. Um, they, they can sell, get they stupid sell people to buy things at twenty five percent markup. Inferior products at higher prices. Yes, they do it all the time. Mm-hmm. It's the only reason they're in business today. Yep. <clears throat> so uh, yeah, it's Apple, like the government. Uh, it looks good because I say so. Yeah. Well, they're, they're, they said they're going to make their trackers get louder, mm-hmm. but we don't know when or by how much. Mm-hmm. Uh, following multiple reports of stalking. Apple says it plans to improve AirTag safeguards against unwanted tracking later this year. I have We're a, at the beginning of the year. I have a simple solution to this. Specifically, Apple's... <laughs> you know Apple. what beats an AirTag? A bullet. It does. It does. <laughs> Apple says users will be alerted sooner when an unknown AirTag is detected traveling with them. If you have an iPhone. Yes, uh, actually, yeah. Um, They haven't come out with an Android version of this uh, Mm -hmm. program yet. That's right. 
It'll also make unknown air tags easier to find by adjusting the tone sequence, which might make them sound louder, and by guiding people directly to a mystery air tag using the ultra wide band chip available on newer iPhones. Oh. Again, on buy newer another, iPhones. Buy another iPhone. So if if you want to save your life, you'll buy a new iPhone. Yes. And if somebody put the air tag um on your car mm-hmm. using a magnet, um, some super glue, mm-hmm. threw it in your trunk, whatever, you're not gonna know because this louder sound isn't going to you're not gonna hear it inside your car. Yeah. Uh yeah, it's it's and they said AirTag was designed to help people locate their personal belongings, not right. to track people or another person's property. And we condemn, in the strongest possible terms, any malicious use of our products. First off, anytime you come up with any product, Someone's first, thing find you, a use, way to first thing you, <laughs> you got to do is how can this be used maliciously? Mm-hmm. And if you can't find anything, find yourself a 12-year-old boy. That's what, you know, that's will find it when I do security assessments on, I think, how can I break into here? Yeah. When I, when I test software, my job is to break it. Mm-hmm. It's not to test how good it works is to try everything I can to break it. I mean, this is, <laughs> this is some happy hippie bullshit. This is, uh, let's do this and make the world better, yeah. but not let's not think of how this can go horribly wrong. Oh, here, let's let's give everybody a free or not free, but a geo track. Nothing free from Apple. Let's give everybody a geo tracker that they can use to track anything they want. Yep. How can this go wrong? How can it possibly go wrong? <laughs> and again, if you don't have an iPhone. You can't find out. You won't out. get alerted. That's right. Uh, that's just, yeah, that's that's beyond messed up. All right, the love I was feeling about them with the uh, with the privacy stuff that they were doing has run. Oh, uh, the the ad sharing. Yeah. Yeah. Is this it's run out? Oh yeah, yeah. So, well, that's about it for me today, Dean. Yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, yeah, I got nothing else uh, that I need to share today. All right. Well, if you want to get in touch with me, it's Scott at T-E-K-T-O-O-L-Z. And Dean, where can they find you at? You might want to add a .net on the end of that. That too. <laughs> but if you want to get a hold of me, it's Dean at techtools.net, T-E-K-T-O-O-L-Z.net. Or you can go to our website, techtools.net. Guess what? It's T-E-K-T-O-O-L-Z.net. And check past episodes. You can also become a producer and send us your ideas or thoughts about the show. Or and money. you can donate. <laughs> uh, we would greatly appreciate it. Donate. And with that donation, if you want to send a note, we would read it on air. Uh, if you want it to be read on air. If you don't, we will keep you anonymous. But we do this uh, just to get this information out to you. We... Um, don't have any corporate sponsorship. Mm-hmm. We are not getting paid by Spotify. We are not getting paid by anybody right now. We're, we're sponsoring ourselves. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And you know, this does cost a little bit to do. Um, so if you feel like we've given you any value, put a number, a dollar number on that value and uh, send it in. If not, well, we're going to keep trying. Send us a note anyway. Okay, Dean, we'll stay safe this week. 
You stay safe, Scott. Get out of my vagina. And that will do it.